Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to the Nest Podcast. To give a backstory, I was born in China and grew up in North Dakota. I have a huge love for podcasting, and I decided to take my three favorite things mental health, self improvement, and adoption and create what you are now listening to. Let's get into it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Nest Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we will be talking about tips on how to make friends in college. Now, disclaimer, I am not an expert or anything. I would say that I do fairly well on making friends pretty extroverted. And yeah, but that does not make me like an expert on this, does not guarantee this, so on and so forth. So just wanted to say that before we get into the episode. But let's catch up. Okay, so I actually have some things to talk about on this part of the episode. Usually, I don't actually do much and I don't have much to say for this part, but I have stuff now. But first off, I am in a new setting for my recording. I really hope you can't hear the echo. I'm going to try to edit it out, but the audio might be bad. I really, really hope it's not. I tested it, and I think I can tweak the audio to where I get the echo out. But right now, I obviously am in a different recording space. Technically, this is not remotely a recording room or anything. This is a classroom. Anyway, yeah, so there's an echo. This is like a really big classroom and a nice one. I do not have any classes in this hall or in this room, but it is a very nice classroom, very comfortable chairs, very modern, very nice. We like it, but uh, it has a very big echo, and there are two glass windows Oh gosh, somebody just walked past. Okay, I'm literally in the way back corner of this classroom, like really hoping nobody comes in. And I've got my full setup, so like if if there was a class, I would have to take it all down and it'd be so embarrassing. So I really, really hope that there is not a class because I'm very, very scared that a class will come in And I'll just be like here in the corner talking to myself. Like how embarrassing. But anyway, it should be late enough to where there is not a class anymore. At least we are praying and hoping. Oh my gosh, that'd be so embarrassing if a full class came in. Oh my gosh, let's not even talk about it. Anyway, I really hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, I think people can look into the classroom. But... I'm really hoping that nobody really walks past or much less makes eye contact with me because I'm like staring straight out the windows, making sure there aren't like a group of people coming in here or whatever. But yeah, it's a very fun um, thing to do to be in a different environment to record a podcast. What fun. But recently what has happened is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. We just had our break for college, and so it was like a week. I went home, got to see family, but most importantly, I got to be in my room in my own bed, and I got to see my friends. Yeah, I, oh gosh, another person walked by. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but yeah, I got to see my friends, my family, and got to be in my own space, which was lovely. I do miss being in my space a lot. So yeah, that was really good, seeing my family, friends, and being in my space. But for Thanksgiving, uh, driving back from college, quite the adventure. Yes, I did drive. Was it a long drive? Yes, but that's okay. Um, Little detours, little little minor inconveniences, but I made it back and I made it back to college. So we are all good. But for Thanksgiving, on the days leading up, I just hung out with friends, stuff like that, hung out, 
rested. I slept a lot. It was really good to catch up on sleep. Now, for Thanksgiving Day, my family, we had the rest of our family over at like noon, had like a lunch Thanksgiving, and people stayed into the night. It was super fun. We had a good meal, turkey. We also had ham this time, which, okay, maybe unpopular opinion, but I think it's actually a lot more common than people make it seem. But I do not like turkey. Like, I have never liked turkey. Do not like Thanksgiving turkey. Do not like deli turkey, if that's what you call it. Like, um, turkey slices for sandwiches. I just do not like turkey. So, I was happy there was a ham. I literally had one slice of ham, but hey, it was better than turkey. But the main thing, the stuffing, usually stuffing for me is hit or miss. Like cranberries in stuffing, for me, I do not like. But I love stuffing where it's like, obviously the bread, but like got the spices, some garlic, like it's nice and crisp. Um, And it's just... I don't even know how to describe it. It's just really well seasoned. I'll put it that way. So the stuffing, I think that takes the cake for the best thing at Thanksgiving. But my favorite all time will be the mashed potatoes. Like, I love mashed potatoes. But if you knew me when I was younger, literally when people would say, oh, like, what's your favorite food or whatever? I'd say potatoes. Like, I'm not joking. I would say potatoes. I was one of those kids. Actually, I don't even know if that classifies me as even in a group of children that says they like mashed potatoes. Maybe I'll just classify myself in that group, but literally be the only one in that group. And that group, meaning kids that say they love potatoes as their favorite food, which I actually know nobody. So yeah, but that's okay. I can represent, but I do love potatoes, and I've loved potatoes, like, well, since I was little, and that was always my favorite food, but, yeah, the potatoes were very good, um, and yeah, so we just had Thanksgiving, and then what we started doing, like, a few years ago, or maybe even last year, but with my family and uh, my cousins, we like to play card games. Okay, well, we like to play Cards Against Humanity Family Edition. You know, uh, gotta keep it PG, but it's actually really funny. It is, especially, and I have littler cousins, so it's really great for all of us to hang out, and the adults like to come the adults. I'm literally an adult, but I will gladly play Cards Against Humanity Family Edition, but it is very funny. So that's what we like to do, and then we play that, and then we'll maybe switch into another game. Uh, We'll have football on. So that's usually what our Thanksgiving looks like. It's very fun, very chill, not too much stress or pressure on it, so that's good. And then for our second kind of Thanksgiving, um, we went over to our grandma's house. And, okay, I really love what she did this year. So instead of doing, like, the whole Thanksgiving shebang, she just catered, like, some appetizers. But, like, not just, like, oh, just, like, appetizers, but, like, a ton, like, Uh, a few different varieties of appetizers, but, like, a lot of them. So it's, like, you're getting a full meal from these appetizers, and it was wonderful. Like, as much as I love a traditional Thanksgiving, I will say the appetizers were magnificent. They were, like, meatballs, chicken wings, salad. Those were my three foods for that night, And you just eat a ton of them. It's wonderful. You still get full. You still get stuffed like a turkey. But instead, it's just much simpler process. Um, The people come, set it up for you. 
then they come and take it down or you just bring the stuff back to the restaurant. But otherwise, it's no cooking, no setting up, no really taking down. Like everything is done for you. You get to keep the leftovers. So yeah, I think that's a really sweet gig. I honestly think when I'm older, that's just going to be my Thanksgiving. Like, yes, I can cook, but I'm not like a big chef. Like, I don't cook that much, especially in college. I just hit up the dining halls. Also, because I already paid for the dining hall. So, like, I'm not going to waste my money. I'm getting the most out of the dining hall. Does that mean the freshman 15? Maybe we shall see. But that was kind of my Thanksgiving. Um, And then another thing that I kind of realized from being back from college, like back home from college, is that it's like you have one life. Well, okay, one life in general. But there was one life you have in your hometown, wherever that is, you established that life, whether you moved around or not. But as a child all the way until college, you've lived a different life. Well, the same life, but like a different life. Okay, you get what I mean. And then you go off to college and you have to pave a whole new path, a whole new life for yourself. And what I realized is when you go back home, you know, everyone's talking about college or how do you like college, this, that, which is great. But it's like you sink back into your old habits, good or bad. You get comfortable because you've lived in the same space for your whole life or this is the comfort space. You're around your family. You're comfortable. And then when you get to college, it's like different. Well, obviously it's different, but it's like it's a whole, not a whole different life, but a whole different life. It's a life that you got to make, that you made friends and that you paved your path, that you weren't handheld, kind of stuff like that. And it's like I, for well, for me, I would love for my high school friends, uh, if you say like high school and college, I don't know, but I think it's the cringiest thing ever. Now, do I say high school? Like, use the word high school? Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. And it's like one of the things, well, I saw this on TikTok. Um, it's like, never bring high school clothes to college. Like, that's so embarrassing. Um, I have tried to do that and stuck to it, but I broke it one time. But coming back back to college I wore like a high school shirt and then I went to the dining hall and on the back it said like seniors 2022 I was like oh my gosh I was like hopefully no one's paying close enough attention because I am going against the TikTok college rules right now but that's okay okay but now getting back to my point sorry I keep going off on tangents I feel like but it's like in college and your life at home you have two different lives. And I just thought how weird and odd and interesting it would be if my high school friends, like my past life, not past life, okay, I don't know how to say this, but my life before college life, if that life and my college life combined, I wonder how like different that would be or like how those two lives would like interact. I don't know. Like if my, like I want my high school friends to obviously come with me to college, see how I'm living college, seeing what college where I'm at is all about. Um, and to meet all the friends that I've met in college, I would love that. But then I'm like thinking, I I don't know. Then it got me to thinking like, what if my two lives mixed but also, like, that's with anyone at college. Everyone has, like, their college life, their at-home life. And so I was wondering, like, what if it was, like, the same for my friends if their high school life and their college life mixed? Like, I just think that's so interesting and food for thought. But I, 
obviously I'm interested in that. That so I do not have the answer by any means, but I just thought that was very interesting. And how different you are in the two lives that you have. Well, obviously we have one life, but how different you are in college life and in not college life. We'll put that as. I also wanted to say this that I also thought was weird or interesting. But when traveling, okay, I've always like thought this though, but I'm really, it just, like, mind is mind-boggling. I don't know, maybe it's just me. But the fact that when you travel, like, when I travel, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm at my house, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm here, and in a few hours in this same day, I'm going to cross so many states, I'm going to be in a whole new different state and in a different place, but I, it's still going to be the same day. That, to me, it, like, mind-boggles me. I don't know why, but it does. It's like, in the same day, you can go from many different states. You could even get across the country in one day. And it's like, how many people don't travel or don't get out of their comfort zone and stuff? But it's like, you can literally get across the world within one day. And it's like, holy cow. I don't know. And it's also super weird because it's like you're in one place at one time. A few hours later, you're in like a whole nother state. And especially with like the two lives kind of thing, like you're in your hometown, childhood home, stuff like that. And then like in a few hours and within a day, you're literally in your college home. You are in now in your college life. It's like college life mode activated. And it's like how different you have to behave and how different your settings change. It's like so weird to me. But I just thought that was so interesting. But obviously, like, if you travel, obviously everybody knows, like, yeah, you go from one place to the next. That's how traveling works. But I think it's just so weird. It's like one day you could be one place to the next. You could be across the world. I don't know. I think that's pretty interesting. Now, okay, Black Friday is right after Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but you always hear the hype around Black Friday, like, oh, Black Friday shopping, stuff like that. But I think Black Friday has definitely died down with the hype. But oh, for sure, like, go to the malls, like, it's going to be crazy. People want to get the deals. People want to get shopping and get their Christmas done at a budget, like, I don't blame you. Me too. But with Black Friday, I love looking at all the deals. And right now I'm recording on Cyber Monday. Yes, does the episode come out at midnight? Yes, at least I'm trying to. If this does not come out at midnight, like, um, I'm sorry. I got distracted or something like that. But with Black Friday, I do like to kind of go see the deals. But I don't know about you, but I am a very, very impulsive person i also feel like my pet peeves are like how i'm impulsive but i've gotten better how i'm not a very patient person like yes i'm patient but like there are certain things where like i'm just not patient at all and one of my biggest pet peeves is like wasting time i do not like that but anyway i went black friday shopping i don't really know how we got on that topic oh the impulse because so i love best buy pretty much if you don't have a best buy it's like a tech store i've always been obsessed with technology stuff like that so i like to go to best buy and look at the deals and maybe impulsively buy something did i yes but that's okay i love going black friday shopping but i always end up buying something my brain rationalizes and said and, and tells me, it's okay, you can buy it. It's Black Friday, it's the deals. You're not going to get this deal for a long time. And then it's like I have a lot of money that had been spent that day. And of course, I feel like what brands do after Black Friday, then they drop like the newest stuff, the newest lines, the newest items. So it's like, like oh yeah, I'm not going to get this deal, it's Black Friday, I better take advantage of it. And then literally like two months later, 
That same brand drops like the latest version of the version you have, and now you're like, well, now I want the latest version, but I did just buy this from Black Friday. But then your brain rationalizes again. Oh, so you bought it on Black Friday. It was way cheaper. You can get the newest thing. I, I don't know. That's that. Sometimes is how my brain rationalizes. Now I need to stop myself. My voice of reason needs to come in and be like Estella. Chill out. You do not need that. You do not need to spend your money. But I'm impulsive, so I really don't think very clearly, especially when buying stuff. Especially when it comes to technology. I I love speakers, headphones, like the latest technology, uh, laptops, iPhones, iPads, TVs, keyboards, mice, like keyboards and a mouse, not like actual mice. I mean, they're cool too, but like, I don't know too much about them. But that is kind of, yeah, after Thanksgiving, I went Black Friday shopping. But I just want to talk about Black Friday. I really don't know the purpose of that, but that is okay. Now, I think that's kind of, oh, okay, I, I have one more. I'm sorry, this is like the longest like update that I've like ever done, but that's okay. Right, that is okay. So what I now would like to say is, I said before that when I go back home, I just like sleep a lot. And it's like maybe like the environment with so many people around me again, because I'm not used to being around like a ton of people anymore, like where I live. Um, Maybe that tires me or, oh my gosh. The lights just went out. Okay. I'm sitting in the dark right now. Oh, gosh. I gotta take a picture. And maybe I'll put this on my Instagram. I probably won't. My Instagram's kind of boring. Smile. Okay, we gotta get these photos. Okay, that's bad. Holy crap. I thought somebody just walked in. Okay, I need to get up and go turn these lights on. It's like pitch black in here. Well, not pitch black. There are TVs. Okay, I'll be right back. I am back. Okay, well, I was walking back. I see the parking police drive by. I'm like, okay, Estella, where did you park? Yes, do I drive across campus? Oh, yeah. Should I walk? Yeah, but do I? No, that's okay. Anyway, so I just am hoping I did not get a parking ticket. But yeah, so now I'm back. Okay, the last thing I wanted to say was, yeah, when I go home, I get tired. I sleep a lot, catch up on sleep, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, my family's always like, Estella, why are you so tired? Why do you sleep a lot? Do you sleep this much when you're in college? Stuff like that. And it's like, no, I'm just tired. It's like, I wake up. After I've slept, have some lunch because I don't wake up in time for like breakfast. So I got some, I get some lunch. Maybe try to clean my room. Don't end up cleaning it fully. And then laying back down and watching TikTok and maybe falling asleep. And, and my family's like, Estella, what's going on? Like, why do you sleep? You already woke up at like 11, 1130. You just ate and then you're back in bed like are you okay what is wrong get up you shouldn't be tired and it's like bruh i'm tired okay if i want to lay in my bed i will okay maybe that's a little too harsh but if i want to lay in my bed and i'm resting this is thanksgiving break i don't see the word thanksgiving work i see thanksgiving break so therefore i'm gonna take that break word to heart and take a break in my bed with my eyes closed. So I don't know about you, but that's what I'm doing. And so then they're like, Stella, are you like this in college? Do you just sleep all the time? And my response is, well, no, I have like other responsibilities. Like here, I'm just like tired. I can rest. But in college, I have to like go to class, get groceries. Well, actually, I don't actually get groceries. That's a lie. I don't get, I don't get groceries for myself, but I have to like, be independent. I don't know, whatever independent humans do, that's what I do. So I don't really have time to take a nap, really. 
I mean, I make time for the things that are important, but for the most part, I'm already behind that I just need to, like, get the essentials done. So I say, no, I don't really have time to do that. And they're like, well, why do you sleep so much here? I'm like, well, it's Thanksgiving break, okay? I'm taking a break. And because I'm tired. Okay, I didn't realize this, but I... Holy crap! My whole... Oh my gosh, that scared me. My whole, like, microphone, like, fell on top of me, but good thing I caught it. Those quick basketball reflexes really came in handy. Anyway, this is what I was told. And this is from a therapist, so this has been, like... Like, don't take it from me, take it from the therapist. It's... it's, Yeah, this is credit to her. But... What she said is that it makes sense that you're tired during break and you're tired when you're back and you're tired when you're at your house and away from college. And what she said is that it is totally valid because when you're at home, you don't have as much responsibility and you don't have as much duties and obligations that you personally need to fulfill. So therefore, you can take that time to rest and to relax. Whereas when you're in college, um, you like, like I said, you're on your own, like you have all the responsibilities, like nobody else is going to make you dinner. Nobody else is gonna clean your room or I don't know, something like that. But it's just like, you can rest at home because you're in an environment and a safe place that you do not have full responsibility in which like my parents can make me dinner, get the house ready for guests, stuff like that. Whereas when you're in college, like if you want stuff to get done, nobody else is going to do it for you but you. But whereas if you're at your home, your parents can do it for you, your siblings can do it for you, so you can kind of slack off a little bit, but that's why you rest so much, because you aren't at a place and you are not in an environment where you have to be responsible 24-7. So therefore, you can, quote-unquote, slack off, rest, recharge because you don't have full responsibility 24-7 in that environment. Whereas in college, you do have that responsibility. So therefore, you have to be more alert. You don't have as much time to take a nap. And yeah, that's kind of what I got from it. So it makes sense. So any college kids, college young adults out there that do sleep a lot at home, there is your reasoning if you need a reason to your parents as to why you sleep too much. Please play this for them. This is from a therapist, not my words. Well, yes, I'm speaking these words, but I kind of put like my example in it, but backed by a therapist. Okay, so yeah. Okay, finally, I'm so sorry. This, I, I haven't even talked about the topic that much. I haven't actually talked about it at all. But we're going to talk about it now. Tips on making friends in college. So, obviously, I'm in college. Um, Like I said, I feel like I'm a very social person. I'm very personable. I can approach people. People can approach me. I'm approachable. Um, And I'm more extrovert, so I love to be around people, make friends, stuff like that. So, one big fear that a lot of people have, and for me... I do, but not as much, but I still do, is the worry about whether or not you will be able to make friends. Because obviously, well, for me, I think friends are what make life worth living. Like, my friends are everything. They are some of the coolest, kindest people in the world. Like, obviously, I'm not going to choose friends that are bad for me, that don't motivate me, don't don't allow me to be the best I can be. So friends, huge factor in life and also for happiness and just for like overall well-being. I just love having friends. I mean, who doesn't, who wakes up and says, I do not want any friends. I want to be alone. I want to be isolated for the rest of my life. Um, probably nobody. So yeah, 
one of the big fears is like, will you, will I be able to make friends in college? Especially if you're going to college where you know absolutely nobody. Obviously, like for me, I, I want to make friends. So, but it's also very scary, the idea of having to make friends. Like, how do you go about making friends? How do you even find people that want to be your friend? How do you find people that want to, that are open to also making friends? Like, how do you find like-minded people? How do you even approach somebody? Stuff like that. So, I'm going to kind of just talk about it. You know, like I said, I'm not an expert, but I feel that I do decently well at making friends, but take my words with as much weight or as little weight as you want. So my first tip is, if you're a freshman in college, I met some people, like we, for me, we had an orientation in the summer before college started where we got to know the campus, we got to meet a lot of other students, stuff like that. So even though that was like extremely exhausting and too much information and so much walking, it honestly was beneficial because I was able to make friends that I even have now to this day and they're super cool. So I would say if there is something like that, usually like the orientations are mandatory, but I would say definitely go to them even if you don't want to like I did not want to one of the like one deterring factor from the college I met is because of the orientation I don't know why but I just did not want to go to an orientation that sounded horrible to me but hey I'm here now love college live love laugh study (laughs) and repeat I yeah but it was actually honestly so good And I made really good friends, got a lot of information about the college. But most importantly, the friends. I was able to meet super cool people. And obviously nowadays, for me at least, everyone's like, oh, what's your Snapchat? Stuff like that. Before this, well, before college, I was not on Snapchat like that much. I tried to get rid of like my snapchat streaks and stuff like that so i was actually doing pretty good like i wasn't on snapchat like that much i'd check it like once a day if that and have very little snapchats because i just like didn't snap anybody back um because i mean I don't know if I, I would rather talk to the person in real life. And yeah, I'm still the same way, but everybody in college is like, hey, what's your snap? Like, that's how you get in touch. So it's like now, oh my gosh, my Snapchat score, and I'm on Snapchat constantly. Not that I'm talking to people, which is bad, like I wish I was, but it's just like a way to be connected with people. I don't know, I'm going to need to get rid, not get rid of Snapchat, but like stop going on it so much, I think. Okay, my Snapchat use in college has been, like, horrible. It's It's been way too high. I guess get their Snapchat or their number. But a lot of people you'll notice, at least for me, it's, oh, what's your Snapchat? Because I think Snapchat, a lot more casual, less weight to it. As if you get the number, then you're, like, got to make, like, a nice formal text, like, hey, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Snapchat, you can also sh- convey emotion through, like, the picture, which that's good because text you cannot convey emotion but i would say yeah go to the orientation meet as many people as you can because even now like if i see someone from my orientation group i can be like hey what's up like talk to them and especially orientation get out there meet as many people as you can i think that's been super helpful and especially at orientation It is a perfect time to just go up to a random kid and be like, Hey, how are you? What's your name? My name's Estella. Okay, what I do, my friends think maybe it's a little weird, but I don't. Well, okay, it kind of is, but it's like not. I mean, this is what I do. I see someone, they look friendly or something. I'll go up. I mean, okay, it does take guts, especially if you have, like, social anxiety to do this. So, um, do what you're comfortable with. But... What what I do is I see someone that's approachable, someone that looks cool, fun, um, and yeah, and just go up to them and be like, especially at orientation, low stakes, everyone's there, going to be a freshman, everyone's there 
just trying to make it through this orientation. So you're not alone. So just go up to them and be like, hey, what's up? My name's so-and-so. But what I do is like, I'm like, hey, what's up? My name's Estella. Nice to meet you. What's your name? And then I shake their hand. Now, maybe people don't shake hands anymore, but I shake hands. Okay? If I'm at a social gathering, social event, where it's like maybe informal, I still shake hands. Like, I think it just really breaks the ice. Maybe people find it uncomfortable, but whatever. I don't know, maybe it's just not as common, especially college freshmen, but I think it is a more sincere way of meeting people. And so I give them a handshake, and I'm like, nice to meet you. Where are you from? What dorm are you in? What's your major? Boom. Hit those three questions. I've asked those questions. Those three questions, like, hundreds of times. Like, I'm not even joking. Do I remember? Oh, I try to remember. But, like, I'm a very, not very forgetful person, but, like, I will forget stuff like that. But that doesn't mean I'm not paying attention. I'm interested in that. But it's like, I just want to actually, like, get to know you more. Those are just kind of icebreaker questions, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's interesting, but I want to, like, actually get to know you more rather than, like, oh, where are you from? Why did you choose this college? Even though all of that stuff is interesting. But those are, like, three, four of my icebreaker questions in college. And then whenever you see them next... If you don't remember, like, their name, I usually always just say, like, hey, what's up? Like, how are you? Like, good seeing you again. I feel like even those, like, little comments and words, like, good to see you again, like, when someone says that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so sweet. So for me, I try to say, like, kind of those words, like, oh, it's good to see you again. Or, you know, stuff like that, because then makes them remember you. It's like, oh, that person was maybe a little more genuine. She shook my hand. She complimented me she remembered who I was and she went out of her way to say hey what's up like how are you because a lot of people nowadays I don't know maybe this is just what I have observed people don't really say hi to each other especially walking through campus um especially oh high school don't get me started if you saw if you saw other people from like your high school not your specific grade but just like the high school overall like throughout town you see people just look away walk the other way you're like okay i will not say hi to you then but don't get me wrong i've done it too it's it's so weird but in college make that effort go the extra step to say hey what's up Like, honestly, you don't even have to know their names. You just have to remember that you have met that person. Just be like, hey, what's up? Now, this doesn't guarantee you'll make, like, you'll hang out, hang out outside of, like, see, passing by each other. But it's just, like, a good way to just, like, make a little connection. I love doing that. So I do that all the time. Like, if you're with me in college, I'll probably stop once or twice. And, and see somebody and be like, hey, what's up? And have a little conversation and and then get going. But another thing is like leaving a small talk conversation can be awkward. Here's what I do. You have small talk. You're like, hey, what's up? How are you? Good. Like now it's like, how's your Thanksgiving break? Oh, good. Like, how's yours? Usually they reciprocate the question. If they don't, I mean, that's kind of mean, but whatever. And you say like, oh, were you driving, flying? How were the roads? Were there any delays? What do you do for Thanksgiving? Did you guys have people over? Stuff like that. To end the conversation, you're like, that's so cool. Well, you know, I actually got to run, but I will, like, see you later or catch you later or see you in class. I don't know. Just make it very casual. The more confidence you have, you don't even have to have confidence. Fake it till you make it. If you fake the confidence, it's not weird. And the other person won't think it's weird either. Like, as long as you show confidence, whether you have it or not, it doesn't make it weird. Now... I'm saying this merely off of me. Maybe do the other people that I actually talk to, do they think I'm super awkward and weird and stuff? Possibly. But I don't know. I don't think it's extremely weird. I feel like just fake the confidence. Fake it till you make it. You don't have to have confidence, but I feel like confidence is the key. So, yeah. Okay, sorry. Now going back to orientation. But yeah. Meet a ton of people at orientation, and then when you get to school, most likely on Snapchat, be like, hey, when are you getting to campus? Love to catch up over lunch or something like that. And then meet them in the dining halls. 
Boom. Next person you met at orientation. Do the same thing. Meet him in the dining halls. Boom. Have those people meet each other. Sometimes in um, your orientation group, you group up, you know, kind of a group of people. You be the one to reach out. Get that group of people going during the first semester of college. And especially, like, right away, your social battery will be dead. But honestly, like, do your best to put yourself out there and to really try to... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The lights are out again. I don't know how to keep these lights on. They're motion... I don't know. Okay, I need to go turn the lights back on. I am so sorry. Oh, my gosh. I am back. <sighs> okay. Anyway, where were we? Um, Yeah. Get a group of people together. My favorite thing, group chat. Get each other's numbers and start a group chat and have the people you have in the group chat tell them to add other people they meet to the group chat. And then you keep adding people to the group chat. Okay, now the key to this, you do not want to make it too big. I think like eight or nine at the max. Because if it's too big, I feel like people don't want to respond. Because it's like, oh, I don't know these people, blah, blah, blah. But with this group chat, you'll, you gotta initiate little things. Main thing, dinner, lunch, breakfast. I don't eat breakfast, but mainly lunch and dinner. Also, eating in the dining halls is not as weird as people make it sound. Like, yes, maybe you don't want to eat alone. I get that. But this is where this group chat also comes in. You have these people, you text me like, hey, anyone up for dinner around 6? Or you can just say like, hey, I'm heading to the dining hall at 5.30, anyone want to join? Chances are, people want to join, people want to eat dinner, and if you say like you're eating dinner, oh, that person knows you, oh, that person will join you, therefore, you don't eat dinner alone, they don't eat dinner alone. And it's a good way to just hang out and talk, because people got to eat, so... Yeah, so that's a really great way to also make friends because, yeah, talk over dinner. You have a group of people, hang out over dinner. Maybe be like, hey, anyone want to come do homework? Anyone want to, I don't know, if you have a rec center, go play like basketball or tennis or something like that. Find something. Group chat, very much key. But the first step in that is going to an orientation and actually putting yourself out there and meeting people. What I like to do is I like to rip that band-aid off right away. The girl next to me, I introduce myself. I'm like, hey, what's up? My name's Estella. It's nice to meet you. What's your name? Boom. Already know someone? Stick with that person during orientation. Go to the other girls. Start meeting some of the guys. Stuff like that. You just work your way meeting other people. And also, people probably, I know, like, people also don't want to make the first move either. So it's like, They'll go with it and they'll, like, reciprocate it, but people just don't want to, like, start and initiate, like, meeting people. I don't know. So that's where you got to come in. Show that confidence. Even if you don't have confidence, fake it till you make it. And just meet some people. Get Snapchats. Get numbers. Make an effort. I think with all that, like, yeah, you can be talking to people, stuff like that. But the main thing is if you don't make the effort, nothing's going to get done. Like if you're in high school, you have a group of friends, and one friend or two friends, they're the ones always making plans, like saying like, hey, we're doing this. Hey, come to my house. Hey, we're going to go do that. Hey, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. And you've never had to initiate anything. You've never had to be the one to have people over at your house. You've never had to be the one to text the friend group and say like hey anyone want to hang out because everyone else has and it's like those people kind of also have a disadvantage too but that is where college is about independence you're a big girl big boy you can get out of your comfort zone and initiate stuff because honestly acts of service i don't know it shows that you go out of your way but yeah you initiate stuff. You go make the friends. You go ask people if they want to have dinner. You go ask people to go on a coffee date. You be that person. And then hopefully if they're good friends, they will reciprocate it. Like one of my pet peeves is like, 
people not reciprocating other stuff. But one of the key things besides effort and being the initiator is the reciprocation. Now, let's say you're on the other side and somebody else is the one always asking you to do stuff, always asking you to go get coffee, always asking you to go have lunch, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's one thing if you don't want to hang out with them, if you don't really like them as much, where you don't want to be really good friends. No, that's one thing. But if you do, to show your friendship and to show you care, you should reciprocate at least something. Now, yes, if you're like, oh, yeah, I'll go get dinner, or yeah, I'll go get lunch, and always show up, like, I feel like that's minimum if you do want that, like, minimum to, like, show up, respond, but to go the extra step in reciprocating it, I just think it's always nice to reciprocate stuff, put an equal effort into the relationship, the friendship. Friendships are two-sided, you know, 50-50, so... Yeah, and it also shows a person you care. And people in college, like, if they're hanging out with you, they're choosing you, and you're choosing them. You have so many people that you could hang out with. If you're hanging out with them, that means they want to be with you. Or they just don't have the guts to say, no, I don't want to hang out with you. One or the other. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, I'm with you because I want to hang out with you, or I'm with you because... I chose to be with you at this point in time doing this with you. So it's like, it's nice to have somebody reciprocate it, but if not, then you got to move on. It's probably for a reason. So I think that's on how to like keep a friendship, stuff like that. But now going back to another thing on making friends in college, I would say, you know, obviously meet as many people as you can, and keeping up those connections by saying hi to them when you see them around campus, stuff like that. But I also think that when you meet somebody and they meet some other people, meet the friends that your friends make, and then so on and so forth. Because you can meet a lot of people that way, and you guys can all hang out. And yeah, that's another great way to meet friends. Um, Have the friends you've already made when they make other friends, you meet them. And it's also a great way to meet friends that's less you going, that's less of you going out of your way, but you get to also meet more people. I don't know, that's also a really cool way. But other than that, like, yeah, going to clubs and events, like, that's always good. But for the most part... I don't know. I I wouldn't say that that should be the only way you rely on making friends. Like from clubs and stuff that I've been to, I barely know them. I don't even go to that many clubs, to be honest. So I would not bank on that to be the only way to make friends. I really wouldn't. Another thing is if you're, this is my favorite thing, if your college has like the Greek system, sororities and fraternities. Now, yes, there's stereotype about them, but honestly, Greek life, if anyone's looking into it, is extremely worth it. So check it out. And especially if you don't want to actually join a sorority or fraternity, rush. Go through recruitment because everybody that is rushing or going through recruitment there are obviously people that want to meet other people, right? People are not going to rush and go through recruitment if they don't want to meet other people. That's kind of what being in a sorority and a fraternity is, is being social and meeting people. So set yourself up for success. If you want to meet people that you know also want to meet other people, rush, go through recruitment, meet as many people as you can of the girls or guys that are going through recruitment with you, get their Snapchat number. And if you really want to join a sorority or fraternity, go for it. It is so worth it. Um, But yeah, I would say that set yourself up for success. If you, those, those people that are going to be rushing, chances are they're very social people. They want to be in Greek life, which is a place surrounded by other people that like to be social, hang out with each other, and have fun, and stuff like that. And so if you're looking for that, 
even just going through recruitment, you, you'll meet a lot of cool people for sure. Like I have met some very cool people through that. Yes, I did rush and it was a great experience and I met so many cool people. But yeah, so I think that is another thing. If your campus does have Greek life, another way, another organized way to meet people and make friends. And you already know that these people most likely are looking for friends to want to meet people, which is a plus on your end. But otherwise, I would just say like, all in all, making friends in college, just be yourself. Um, you attract what you put out into the world. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I also think that you should try not to just be in your dorm 24-7. You know, study at the library, study other places, be out of the dorm. Because that way you can see other people around, say, hey, especially see if people want to study with you, get dinner, get lunch. Everyone's got to eat. People are studying. You can hang out with them there. Um, but I definitely think that just making friends in college, it's a lot scarier than it seems. But, oh, and what I've also realized is especially at orientations and first, um, like beginning of college, all anybody wants to do is get in groups. That's all people want to do. And by groups, everybody just wants to be in a friend group. Everyone wants to feel... Um, like they belong in a certain way. Everyone wants to feel um, a part of a group, have a shared identity. So people clump into groups, clump into friend groups, and they just hang out, do stuff together, which is great. I mean, it's like a fail-safe. You have a group, you can do everything with that group, stuff like that. But I would say don't tie yourself down. Even if you have a group, great. Keep that group. Keep up with that group. But also, like, still be open to meeting other people and still meet other people. Like, as much as as good as a group is, what happens if you get booted out of the group? As bad as it sounds, but it happens more than you know it. Or what if you just don't like these people you're around? Who do you go to now? Most likely, people just stay in the group because they want people, and that's why the group was formed. People like to feel the sense of belonging and to have a group, which, don't get me wrong, we're all humans, we all want to feel that, but I would just say do not limit yourself. And you'll see everyone make groups, and especially the first week or so, it'll feel like everybody's got everything figured out in regards to friends, everybody, you know, is living it up in college, everyone's got their best friends for life, well, chances are the people you meet um, freshman year, they're not going to be your best friends all the way through college. Like, yes, all the people that I've met are wonderful, but out of all the people that I've met, it's like how many of them will actually be like my really good friends in the four years or however long it is. Because people got study abroad, jobs, transferring, stuff like that. And so it's like, how realistic is that? Like, yes, if you're scrolling on social media, like it may seem very real, but social media, Instagram, that's everyone's like best life. So don't believe everything like that. But especially at the beginning of college, it will feel like you are lacking on friends and you're lacking on the college experience and you're not doing as good as people say you should be doing and college isn't what you envisioned and you don't like being away from home. There are going to be so many things that you do not like about college, but I promise you just got to tough it out and it'll get better. And if it doesn't get better, you can transfer, but it, it'll get better. Even by a little bit, it'll get better. But yeah, friends is always a, a a tricky thing because who doesn't want friends? You know, especially in college, you know nobody. You want to know people. You want to be a part of a group, hang out with people. College is the time to do that. But making friends, a lot scarier than it seems. But just be friendly. Be genuine. Be authentic. And just be nice. So. That's kind of my tips. Hopefully they were good. Um, but that's just kind of how I've been making friends. 
But, but yeah. Now let's move on to some questions. So, the first question says, best way to go about it? Way scarier than I thought, lol. So, like, what's the best way to go about making friends? And, yeah, it is definitely scary, but, like I said, I would say, meet the first week. Try to meet as many people as you can. Go to the welcome stuff. I haven't said that, but go to the welcoming stuff that your college puts on. Cheesy, like, get to know me, or get to know everybody, or, like, donuts with your peers or something. I don't know some cheesy name, but go to that, honestly. People that are there also want to make friends. So it's like you can limit your, or like you can increase your chances of finding someone to hang out with and making friends because chances are the people that are going to the get to know me events and the first year student events are going to be people that want to make friends. So as weird, as cheesy as it might be, go to those events, talk to as many people as you can, get people Snapchat. And once you get it, like get people Snapchats, like I said, be like, hey, you want to go to the dining halls? Hey, you want to go study sometime? Stuff like that. For sure. Go do it. I think, yeah. Besides the stuff I said, yeah, just go to welcome events and just, I don't know, go out of your way and make the effort and just be like, Hey, how are you? Especially, it's way less scary to, like, introduce yourself to people the first week or so. So, I would say the first week, go for it. But if you're along this semester and you still want to meet people, I would say reach out to people that, like, you know through class or that you're more distant friends with, but you're still friends with them. And just be like, hey, you want to go get coffee? You want to go study sometime? Stuff like that. Yeah. So just reach out, I would say. Um, the next question is, what are some tips for managing friends versus college? So I'm not exactly sure what this means, but I think it's like tips for managing friends and college at the same time. Or I think it means for managing friends in college. So just answer both of them. So tips for managing friends well in college. Um, like everything, you need to balance. Balance with friends. You need to be able to say no to things. If your friends want to hang out but you know you have something to do, you you do have to say say no. Like today, I knew I had to record a podcast because yesterday I went to go try to record it all the buildings were closed. And then I tried to go into the gym because I'm like, okay, fate was bringing me to the gym. Well, the gym was closed. So I was like, hmm, the world does not want me to exercise today. So did I exercise? Um, we'll leave that up to you. I don't know. You, you tell me. So then, so even today to record this podcast, I had to say no to something else with some friends to be here. So it's just kind of like that, even though it kind of sucks, but you have to be able to say no. Um, and to especially be able to get your schoolwork done and to be prepared for tests and quizzes. College has so many distractions. And one of the biggest downfalls in college, honestly, can be you. You are your biggest enemy. Um, you can choose to say no to school and say yes to friends and having a good time. And then you'll see it in your grades, stuff like that. So, but with, like, friends, making friends, hanging out with friends, and college, you just need to have balance and be able to say no and to really prioritize school because even though I kind of forget this too, but we are honestly at college to learn and to get a degree rather than be with friends and have a good time. Like, yes, you're supposed to do that, but obviously everything in moderation and balance. So now, what are some tips for managing friends versus college? Wait, what was the second question that I said I would answer? What are some tips for, like, making, managing friends? Okay, I honestly kind of forgot what the second question was. Yeah, just have a balance, be able to say no. Know the limits. 
stuff like that. Last question is, what is a good way to make friends in college? All the ways that I said before, all of the ways that I stated previously. Um, yeah. So I really hope that this episode helped in any way to make friends, get out of your comfort zone. Um, and people that are going into college next year, really actually, like, honestly, take this advice because this is kind of how I made friends. And it's very important to, like, you might think it's not relevant to you, but it is. You're going to have to make friends. You're going to have to know how to introduce yourself, how to greet people, how to actually be, like, a good friend. But that also, all that stuff comes with, like, life. So, so yeah. Um, but I really hope you guys liked it. I thought it was actually a very fun episode to record because I like talking about this stuff. Well, obviously, or else I wouldn't be talking about it. Also, the introduction kind of took me like a half hour, I think, I talked about just like what was on my mind. I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I think this was a great episode, but like I said, I'm biased. But I really do think this was a great episode, and I really hope you did too, and that it helped you and benefited you in some way. But be sure to rate the podcast on Spotify, leave a review, and write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, make sure to follow the Instagram at the Nest Podcast with Estella. Maybe I'll post the photos that I took in the dark. I feel like I won't, but maybe if I'm feeling extra giving and extra confident, I will. Um, but yeah, thank you again so much for listening. Until next time.